Would you like to learn about World War One? Yes, and good news, because today we will be sharing our knowledge of World War One. Welcome to the first and last episode of Revolutionary Podcasts. I'm Emily Malonte. I'm Logan Elam. And I'm Emily Moon. Today, if you might have guessed, we'll be talking about the role of women in World War One. But first, an overview of the where, what, and when. World War One, also known as the Great War, was from 1914 to 1918. It took place in Europe, mostly in the countries of Belgium, France, East Prussia, Poland, Germany, and Russia. And in the Great Battle of Dominance, women played a massive side in winning. But it wasn't all sunshine and butterflies for the women either. What do you mean? You see, the problem with placing women in a man's job meant that they were played, paid lower wages due to their lesser strength. Men thought that women could not provide the same quality of output as men. And that's the opening thing we should discuss. Women in the 1910s, as Emily said, women got paid less than men because of the quality of the goods. Many of them got sacked from jobs when the men came back from fighting. This caused a rise in demand with equal pay. Thus began the women's equality movement. In the end, equality pay was given, but that was changed after the fighting had ended. On a lighter note, women's employment raised significantly in World War I, from 23.7% in 1914 to between 37.7% and 46.7% in 1918, and the employment rate of married women increased by 40%. Speaking of employment, the largest single employer of women was the munitions factories because of the large demand for weapons, but around 400 women who worked in these factories died of exposure to trinitrotoluene, or TNT. The substance was poisonous, and women weren't given the proper protective clothing or required safety measures. While many many women died making weapons for the armies, many of them were out on or near the battlefields saving the lives of others. Many women volunteered for the Salvation Army and the American Red Cross, and some of them served in the U.S. Army and Navy Nurse Corps. Some women even contracted as civilian surgeons. They mostly ran hospitals, and some drove ambulances to and from the battlefields. The ambulances were used to deliver medical supplies and transport patients. Most of them drove through artillery fire to retrieve wounded soldiers. As well as these ambulances, Marie Curie invented a mobile X-wing unit known as Little Curies, and she even drove these units onto the battlefield. Women were also employed as yeomen, which were non-commissioned officers. Many of them worked clerical duties, but some worked as truck drivers, mechanics, radio operators, telephone operators, translators, camouflage artists, and munition workers. The Hello Girls was another name for the female telephone operators. They were bilingual in French and English and worked on the Western Front. They received physical training, strict military protocol, war identity discs, and worked very close to the front lines. They even received equal pay, the same $28.75 a month that the men were paid. While these women did help by the enemy lines, they didn't receive veteran status and benefits until 1977 when the president signed legislation. Even then, only a few living women got this veteran status and benefits. It looks like we're almost out of time, so now it's time to go over an important woman in, woman in World War One, Maria Bochkavera. Bochkareva. During World War One, Russia, Serbia, and Bulgaria let women serve in combat troops, though most of it was for propaganda purposes. Maria Bochkareva, a Russian soldier, went to the Tsar for permission to join the Imperial Russian Army in 1914, where she was harassed and ostracized by men. And while she was beaten down, she made her way to the top and became a decorated soldier and commander. 
Jill and her unit, the first Petrograd Women's Battalion, to defend the Winter Palace in the October Revolution. While women had entered a man's job and performed a man's work, risking their lives near and at the front, and saved many soldiers' lives, they were fired from their jobs after the war had ended, and equal pay was no longer given. The equality movement had gotten them equal pay for a couple years, but now that the men were back and equal pay was taken away, what were they to do? Well, what they were going to do was stand up for themselves no matter what. They believed they deserved equal pay and women can work just as much as men. One woman by the name of Maria Botchkareva exemplifies this concept. She was harassed and ostracized for being in the Imperial Russian Army, but she didn't stand for this because she wanted to fight and wouldn't stop for anything. So she decided to start her own battalion so women who wanted to join wanted to fight could. Her battalion seemed fit and many women joined and they unified together to defend the Winter Palace along with the theory that women are less than men. To sum it up, the big meaning is that anyone should stand up and fight upholding what they believe and as long as they can justify themselves that that is what they want. This was Revolutionary Podcasts. I'm Emily Moon. I'm Emily Mullendite. And I'm Logan Elam. Thanks for listening.